Good morning. Um, there are a lot of you out there. <laughs> um, if you don't know me, I'm Nate. I'm pastor of Assimilation here at Harvest. And uh, if you are a guest with us today, I- I'm so sorry you got stuck with me. <laughs> um, pastor Doug and Karen are out of town. They are celebrating becoming grandparents. And I'm so glad that they've, uh, that they've been able to do that. And, uh, and because of that, it's my privilege to uh, open the Word of God with you today. And uh, I can't begin to tell you how humbling uh, it's been to, uh, to prepare for this. And, uh, and it's my privilege. So uh, be patient with me. Uh, be gracious because I'm really nervous. <laughs> okay. If you have your Bibles, hope you do, turn in them to Philippians chapter 4. If you don't have a Bible, there'll probably be some people wandering around here with some Bibles. We want you to get a copy of, uh, of God's Word in your lap so you can see it in front of you. Just wave them down and they will get one to you. Um, we are excited about the Word of God here at Harvest Bible Chapel. So Philippians chapter 4. This passage has been incredibly encouraging to my family, uh, especially my wife and I, over this past year. And I'm excited that I get to open up specifically to this passage with you this morning. So Philippians chapter 4, many of you know this verse by heart, but we're going to read it anyway. Philippians 4, verse 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Father, we, uh, Father, I love you. And uh, thank you that you are a God that speaks. And uh, I ask that you would speak through your word this morning, Lord. Calm my nerves. It's about you. It's all about you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. When you hear the, the verse, rejoice in the Lord always, what comes to your mind? What are some, some things that are coming to your mind right now even? I asked uh, uh, several people this question uh, as I was preparing for this sermon. It was interesting because everyone I asked pretty much had the same two answers. They said, first of all, what does it mean? So I hear rejoice in the Lord a lot. You know, what, what does it actually mean? And then the other thing they said was, how do I do it? So how, how does that look in my life? Rejoice in the Lord. So today, we're going to kind of walk through this verse. And it's a short verse, so we won't be here long. Okay. <laughs> But uh, we're going to kind of walk through it and hopefully answer those two questions. What does it mean and how do I do it? Now, I like to work backwards. So we're going to start with the, the what does it mean, but we're going to work backwards kind of with a process of elimination here. So, so what is it not? What is it not? So the first thing it's not is it's, it's not a slogan. It's not a slogan or some saying, rejoice in the Lord, okay? Now, now picture this with me. Maybe it's not too hard for some of you, but picture you're coming in the church this morning and maybe your family is behind you. You know, you got some kids you're toting along maybe and maybe your wife and you, you're coming in. And as you're coming in, you see him. You see him across the room. It's 
rejoice guy. And you're like, oh no. Now we, now we love rejoice guy. Rejoice guy is welcome here at Harvest, okay? But, but he's the last person you wanted to see this morning. And you come across and sure enough, he sees you and he makes a beeline for you and he comes up and he grabs your hand and he's like, Brother John, or fill in your name here, okay? He's like, how are you doing today? How are you doing? And you're like, honestly, I'm just gonna be honest, hasn't been the greatest morning. He's like, well, what happened? What happened? You're like, well, got up late, alarm didn't go off. Okay, and then I started getting the kids ready and we got them finally ready and we're on our way out the door and one of them pukes all over my shirt. So then mom's changing the kid and I'm changing me and then we finally get out the door and the tire I neglected to fill up is finally flat. Okay, and then so I stop and get air put in it and then we're on our way to church and we finally get here and we're coming in and frankly rejoice, guy, you're standing on my foot right now, you know, and he's like, and his first response, you know, is rejoice in the Lord always, John, rejoice in the Lord always. And you're like, I'm going to give you something to rejoice in, you know, and, and now, now don't get me wrong. There's, in fact, we should be encouraging each other with the word of God, right? We should be, we should be using verses from scripture to encourage and uplift each other. But, but let's agree it's not just a saying, okay? This isn't just a slogan. It's, it's deeper than that. This is the words of God. They carry meaning and purpose. They're truth, okay? So let's treat them like that. It's not just something that goes on a, a T-shirt or a tattoo, okay? This is, it's deeper than that. So it's not a slogan. Second thing, it's not. It's not a suggestion, it's not a suggestion. Now, we could go and get deep into the geek, Greek, guru stuff here and talking about this word. I couldn't go too deep because I don't know very much. But, <laughs> but, but we could get into this and what this really means. But I think the beauty of it is, is we have in our English translations, it's very clear. So, so looking at it, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say it, rejoice. So you've got rejoice and rejoice. So it is what it doesn't say. It doesn't say if you'd like to rejoice, if you feel like rejoicing. Rejoicing is an option, okay? It's not that. This is an imperative. He's saying, he's saying rejoice, rejoice. He's exhorting us to rejoice. So it's not a suggestion, not a slogan. It's not a suggestion. Third thing it's not, it's not an outward thing only. It's not an outward thing only. See, I think a lot of times we, we want it to be. Because sometimes it's, it's easy to, you know, turn the frown upside down. As long as I'm smiling, you know, on the outside, I'm rejoicing. And that's not what this is. This is a heart thing, okay? It's, it's a soul thing. It's not just a, a behavior modification thing, okay? So it's not a slogan, not a suggestion, not outward only. So then your question is, what is it? So what is it? So let's walk through this verse. I like to start with definitions. They give me a good baseline of where we're coming from and what we're dealing with. So first, it says rejoice. So definition of rejoice is this. It's to be full of joy, to feel, show, or express great joy. So the idea here is it's this, this filling up of joy, okay, to the point where I'm overflowing with joy into this expression of great joy. Rejoice, okay? Um, and then my next question, then based on that, would then be what is joy? So we're gonna, this is the definition we're gonna work with with joy today. It's this, it's supernatural delight 
supernatural delight satisfied in the person and the work of God. Supernatural delight satisfied in, so content in, confident in, resting in the person, who God is, okay, and the work, what he has done, is doing and will continue to do the work of God, joy. So this stands totally opposed to temporary, superficial happiness that's rooted in something that makes me feel good now. Okay, it's deeper than that. Now, Thanksgiving. So we're a few days out from Thanksgiving. Some of us are still in Thanksgiving um, and enjoying it still. Okay, uh, we understand what full means at Thanksgiving in America. Okay, we get full. And there's a couple kinds of full. So there's a, so there's a satisfied full. That is, that's, that's, oh man, I'm full. This turkey, I, I, now I'm not so much a turkey guy, I like ham, so this ham, this turkey, man, this is good, this is good. I had some amazing dressing, by the way, <laughs> phenomenal dressing, they put raisins in it, right? who put raisins in dressing, I didn't even know that was possible, okay. so you put, ra- I mean, this is good food, I'm satisfied, I'm enjoying this, I'm delighting in this food, I am entering into relationship with this turkey right now, okay, this is satisfied full, okay, and then there's, and then there's gorging full, that's the other kind of full, so gorging full, my little boy, my two-year-old Corbin, he, he gets gorging full. You know, he wakes up in the morning, he's like, Daddy, uh, a muffin, can I have a muffin? Okay, sure, son, you can have a muffin, you know, and then I make that, I make that one-time crucial error in my busyness of laying the whole plate of muffins down in front of him as he's watching cartoons. And then I walk away. Five minutes later, I return to find crumbs where muffins should be and wonder what army came and devoured 15 muffins. And I look over and there's my little boy in the corner, you know, shirts off because it was too restricting, you know. And his, his belly's gorged out to here. And he's like, oh, daddy, muffin, you know. It's like, that's gorging full, okay, that's, that's, that's full that says seafood, I'm hungry, eat food, eat food, more food, more food, okay, just cramming it in my face, this type of full leads to regret, right, it leads, oh, I shouldn't have done that, why did I eat so much, it leads to pain, and eventually it leads to possibly vomiting, okay, that will once again leave us totally empty, and unsatisfied, probably only to gorge ourselves again in an attempt to satisfy our hunger, okay? That's not what this is. This fullness of joy here, it's a supernatural, deep, satisfying joy. Rejoice, be full of joy. The next thing, and what is it? It's it's in the Lord. It says rejoice in the Lord, and you're like, well, Duh, it says in the Lord. Like, I know, let's keep it simple. So it says rejoice in the Lord. Now, the reason this is important is because Paul didn't just stop at rejoice. He could have. He could have just said rejoice, but he didn't. He went on to be specific here and say rejoice in who or what. He says rejoice in the the Lord. Now this is important because it's not in Bob. And they're like, what? 
Okay? It's not in Bob. So it says, it doesn't say Bob or Joe or whoever, insert whoever that we're trying to find satisfaction in. Okay, Bob may not look like it, but eventually Bob will disappoint you. Bob will let you down. In fact, Bob is human. It's Bob's job. <laughs> okay, he, he, he's gonna let you down. It's not in Bob. And the other, the other important thing here is it doesn't say, it's not, it doesn't say in me. And say, rejoice in me. See, our society would tell you that that's where joy is found. If you want to be happy, if you want to have a spirit of rejoicing, uh, go seize it. Go get it. Fill your life with stuff that does or, or just be better. Okay? It's not in me. See, I cannot produce within myself joy by just trying harder but that's what we want to do isn't it that's why we said that's why we said this isn't a try harder thing you see joy and rejoicing in our life it's a product of the holy spirit's work within us galatians 5:22 says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness rejoice in the Lord. Now, I, I had someone suggest this to me a, a while back, and I'm going to suggest it today. If you're in one of those seasons in your life, and next time when you're in one of those seasons of your life where you're like, I'm just struggling to find joy and to rejoice in the Lord. I want you to take your Bible. I want you to take a blank piece of paper and a pen. And sit down and just start writing all of the causes for rejoicing in the Lord. You could start at the beginning of the Bible. It might take you a while because <laughs> the causes are infinite. Okay, But I, I like to play the little where I just open it up randomly and just kind of go. Pfft. And it's so neat because you're just like, oh, whoa, there's another one. Oh, whoa. And I just started a, a week ago as I was preparing for this. I just started doing this and it just kind of blew my mind. I just started writing. I was like, uh, God created everything. Uh, he humbled himself and became a man. He died. He, he rose again. He provides a way of salvation. He loves me. He forgives me. He pursues us and draws us to himself and listens to us and speaks to us. He's, he's always been. He'll always be. He's near. He's coming again. He's preparing a place for us. He's sovereign, which means he's on his throne and he's in control and nothing surprises him. He's mighty. He's holy. He's merciful and patient and just. He's bigger than the devil. Thank goodness. He's bigger than my sin. He has a plan. He's executing his plan. He's making us more like him every day. In Revelation, it tells us he knows. Okay, He's the only source of lasting joy. And the fact is, he's awesome. And I am so glad that it doesn't say in Bob. <laughs> I'm so glad it doesn't say in me. And that it rests in the Lord. Rejoice is to be full of joy. It's, it's in the Lord. And thirdly, it's always. It's always. This is rejoice in the Lord always. So Paul didn't stop at rejoice. He didn't stop at 
in the Lord. So rejoice, be full of joy in who or what? In the Lord. And now he says when. So he says always. Now, uh, I'm in seminary right now. Uh, Pastor Cody and I go up to seminary together, and it's a privilege. And um, one of the things they've been drilling into us as seminary, okay, is they're like, don't preach Greek. Okay, first of all, you don't know what you're talking about. And you're just going to embarrass yourself. And then, and second of all, they're like, you know, you just don't bore people, okay? So just small doses. But this morning, I'm going to teach a little Greek because <laughs> this is a really cool word here, okay? It says always. So are, all right, you ready? This is the only Greek I'm going to teach. So in my one semester of Greek prowess, you're going to want to take note, <laughs> all right? So always here has the idea in the original languages of always that's what it means it means always okay and you're like well my bible says at all times okay let's do a pastor doug here at all times always everybody say same thing say it's the same thing at all times in all occasions no matter circumstances no matter what no matter when no matter where always rejoice in the Lord. Now there's two things that are very cool here. The first thing is remember, this is not a suggestion. Okay? So this is an imperative here. And this is a, this is part of that that phrase. It's a continuing. He's he's not saying if you would like to rejoice always, he's saying rejoice in the Lord always. So we're called to always be rejoicing in the Lord. But the other thing here that's so neat is there's an assumption being made here by Paul. You see, for him to confidently say that you can rejoice in the Lord always, it means that the source of our joy will always be cause for rejoicing. You see that? You see, he confidently can say, you, in fact, it, it rejoices y'all. So, okay, so y'all, okay, rejoice in the Lord always. And the reason I can say that, he says confidently, is because the source of our joy, Jesus will always be cause for rejoicing. How amazing. Nothing else does that. No circumstance can provide that. Bob will not bring that. Only in the Lord is that possible. See, there are other things we can rejoice in in Scripture. Uh, Scripture says uh, we can rejoice in the wife of our youth. Thank goodness. Okay, okay. Uh, Second thing it's, it's interesting is in this passage, Paul uh, rejoices in the people at the church of Philippi. So there's other things we can rejoice in, but it's only in the Lord that there's rejoicing evermore. And see, we mess this up. We mess this up royally in our lives because we begin to look for joy in people and in things where it's not found. And we fill our lives with these superficial, artificial, uh, buzz-providing happiness, okay? It's like I've got my, my happiness, my joy, buzz, I'm good for a bit, and then it's gone. And then I'm depressed, and I'm Eeyore, and I'm woe is me, you know? And, I'm, and it's like we place our souls into this never-ending spiral, this never-ending series of ups and downs fueled by everything that is unsatisfying. And this doesn't have to be the case because otherwise it wouldn't say 
always here. Uh, rejoicing in the Lord. The other thing to note about it is that it doesn't deny pain. I think a lot of times there we get the outward only thing going. You know, we're like, I'm going through this in my life, but, but I'm smiling. And I think that's what I'm supposed to be doing. It, this doesn't deny pain. It doesn't deny confusion and frustration and uncertainty and, and failure and betrayal and sadness and loss and hurts and injustices. It, it doesn't deny that. Those are realities of life. Okay, that are going to happen. And I think it's important to note where Paul is writing this from. Okay, uh, So Paul is, is not penning this passage of scripture from some cushy cruise ship sailing around the Mediterranean while he's sipping umbrella drinks. Okay, That's not what's happening here. The fact is that Paul's in prison. And not prison like we know prison, not like I get commissary and there's movie night prison, okay? Prison like we don't even understand it, prison. So he's, he's dirty, probably filthy, cold, shackled to someone or something 24 hours of day. He's lonely, he's probably depressed, and certain probably of only two things in his life. One, that he's going to die soon, and two... And in spite of everything that's happened to him, there is always cause for rejoicing in the Lord. That gives such meat to this passage, doesn't it? It's like, he's like, I get it. You know, I know how hard it is. I'm living it. And in spite of all this, there is joy to be found eternally in our Savior. And I think that's just amazing because you see, true joy rooted in an unchanging Lord, it fills and it satisfies in spite of circumstances. See, in the midst of chaos, true joy is confident in the rock of our salvation. In the midst of confusion, true joy, it trusts in the one who is always in control. In the midst of heartache, true joy, it clings to the comforter. In the midst of betrayal, true joy trusts in the faithful and the true one. It is possible to rejoice always. Paul models that to us here. So rejoice in the Lord always to be full of joy. It's, it's in the Lord and it's always. So now you say, all right, so that's great. How do I do it? How, how does my life become characterized by this? And uh, I, think, I think a lot of times, I think we need to note first, a lot of times we look at rejoice in the Lord always as being only those big things in life. You're like, okay, I get it. Paul was in prison. I'm not. Okay, um, okay I get it through, through difficult and heavy and, you know, Big things, you know, when the only thing you've got to cling to is the Lord, I could see how that would be, you know, good. But, but what about me? And you might be saying, like I am, I just want to sustain joy and a spirit of rejoicing through the everyday challenges of my life. Uh, getting the kids to church in the morning. I, I just want to sustain joy through that, through through my studies in school, through a spouse who doesn't listen to me, through a job that I hate, and, 
And I just want to get out of. And it's like, how do I sustain a, a spirit of rejoicing through that? And I want to say, I, I get it. The other night, I came home. Uh, it's not one of my finest moments. <laughs> and, and I was tired and I was ready to check out. I'm like, I have earned rest. You know, I've come home. And of course, my amazing wife, uh, she is a wife and mother. And as a wife and mother, as you know, you don't get to punch a time clock. And uh, she was still washing my laundry. Uh, And she comes in and she goes, uh, the washer is broken. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, it's full of water and it won't drain. And I'm flashing through my head all the things of, Oh my goodness, first of all, I have no clue how to fix a washer. Uh, second of all, you know, it's like, ah, oh, this is money. And it's like, and, but really, really, the, the glaring thing was the fact that my happiness, a bubble of rest had just busted all over everything. I mean, that's really what the thing was. And I was like, I just want to, you know, why? And I, I mean, I blew it totally. And it's like, well, I just want to sustain joy and a spirit of rejoicing in circumstances and challenges of my daily life. How do I do that? And we forget that always means always. It doesn't just apply to, to the big stuff or the little stuff. It, it's always, remember? And, uh, and remember also we said that it wasn't a try harder thing because I think that's what we want to do. So I blew it that night. And just as a human being, like, and trying to do it myself, like you're just like, okay, I blew it yesterday. I'm just going to try harder today, right? Be better. Just rejoice. Rejoice today. Come on. You know, and, you know, and something happens to you and like, it's not bothering me. I'm rejoicing, you know, and, you, and we try harder. And, and, and then we're, and we're upset when we realize that we can't do it. And I think that's the amazing thing about it is the fact that it's a product of the Holy Spirit's work within us. Remember Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, okay? It's about relationship, okay? It's, the, it's a relationship with the Lord and allowing the Spirit to work within us. And I've got to ask you a question because of that. I've got to ask you a question today. Do you have a relationship with the Lord? Do you even have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you? Or are you gorging yourself daily with the stuff of this world, hoping to satisfy, only to vomit it up and be unsatisfied again? I call you today, I beg you today, if you have not entered into a relationship with the Lord, do that. Drive the stake in the ground. Say, say, I sit at your feet, Lord. I receive your free gift of salvation. I surrender my life to you, realizing that only in you is found eternal joy. Maybe today you're like, well, well I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. And and I want what Paul is talking about here. I want to have this, 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 uh, this joy and this spirit of rejoicing that's only in him, that's not focused on circumstances. And I want to, you know, I don't want to be so wishy-washy with the circumstances and idolize people. How can I cultivate a spirit of rejoicing in my life? And I'll ask you a similar question, but a little different and say, do you have a daily relationship with the Lord. You see, the more spirit-controlled we are, 
the more our lives become characterized by joy and a spirit of rejoicing. So I would say, say, so what do I do? I would say, get as close as possible to this source of joy. As close as possible. See, the problem I think with many of us as Christians is we continue trying to receive joy from the Lord like we get joy and happiness from the world. And we gorge ourselves. So we're like, okay, I know, I, I want, I want a spirit of rejoicing and joy in my life. So, so I know that that's in relationship, found in relationship with the Lord. So I, I'm getting in the word today, man. I'm in the word and I'm getting it and, and I'm going to pray. And I, you know, and I may even worship a little today. Okay. And then we're like, got it. I got my Jesus fix. Okay. I'm good for a day, maybe even a week, maybe longer until I'm not good anymore. That's no relationship, okay? I would ask you, enter into relationship with God daily. Be satisfied in him. Get as close as possible in relationship to the joy giver. Stop trying harder and rest. Be satisfied. Delight in the Lord. What comfort it is to know that the source of our joy, Jesus, will always be cause for rejoicing, no matter what the circumstances. See, in a world of uncertainty, we can be certain. Money comes and goes. Jobs, we all know. They're there and they're not. People come and go. Nations rise and fall. Health is temporary. Paul knew this. And he encourages us by saying, rejoice in the Lord always. In him always is cause for rejoicing. What comfort. What comfort. Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say, rejoice. Father. Father, thank you that in you there is always cause for rejoicing. Lord, forgive me for getting so focused on circumstances, stuff, my happiness. Father, through your spirit, cultivate within us joy. I love you so much, Lord. Your amazing name.